0: Section twelve of Cyropedia The Education of Cyrus by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are part of the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kane Mercer. Cyropedia The Education of Cyrus by Xenophon. Translated by H. G. Dakins. Book three, Chapter two. But on the day following, Cyrus took Tigranes and the best of the Median cavalry, with chosen followers of his own, and scoured the whole country to decide where he should build a fort. He halted on the top of a mountain pass and asked Tigranes where the heights lay down which the Chaldeans swept when they came to plunder. Tigranes showed him. Then Cyrus asked him if the mountains were quite uninhabited. No, indeed, said the prince, there are always men on the lookout. Who signal to the others if they catch sight of anything. And what do they do, he asked, when they see the signal? They rush to the rescue, he said, as quickly as they can. Cyrus listened and looked, and he could see that large tracts lay desolate and untilled because of the war. That day they came back to camp and took their supper and slept. But the next morning, Tigranes presented himself with all his baggage in order. And ready for the march, four thousand cavalry at his back, ten thousand bowmen, and as many targeteers. While they were marching up, Cyrus offered sacrifice, and finding that the victims were favourable, he called the leaders of the Persians together and the chief captains of the Medes and spoke to them thus My friends, there lie the Chaldean hills. If we could seize them and set a garrison to hold the pass, we should compel them both chaldeans and armenians alike to behave themselves discreetly the victims are favourable and to help a man in such a work as there is no ally half so good as speed if we scale the heights before the enemy have time to gather we may take the position out of hand without a blow and at most we shall find only a handful of weak scattered forces to oppose us steady speed is all i ask for and surely i could ask for nothing easier or less dangerous to arms then the medes will watch on our left half the armenians on our right and the rest of the van to lead the way the cavalry in our rear to cheer us on and push us forward and let none of us give way with that cyrus led the advance the army in column behind him as soon as the chaldeans saw them sweeping up from the plain they signalled to their fellows till the heights re-echoed with answering shouts and the tribesmen gathered on every side then cyrus sent the word along his lines soldiers of persia they are signalling to us to make haste if only we reach the top before them all they can do will be in vain now the chaldeans were said to be the most warlike of all the tribes in that country and each of them was armed with a shield and a brace of javelins they fight for pay wherever they are needed partly because they are warriors born but partly through poverty for their country is mountainous and the fertile part of it is small as cyrus and his force drew near the head of the pass tigranes who was marching at his side said do you know cyrus that before long we shall be in the thick of the fight ourselves our armenians will never stand the charge cyrus answered that he was well aware of that and immediately sent word that the persians should be ready to give chase at once as soon as we see the armenians decoying the enemy by fainting flight and drawing them within our reach thus they marched up with the armenians in the van and the chaldeans who had collected waited until they were almost on them and then charged with a tremendous shout as their custom was and the armenians as was ever theirs turned and ran but in the midst of the pursuit the chaldeans met new opponents streaming up the pass armed with short swords and some of them were cut to pieces at once before they could withdraw while others were taken prisoners and the rest fled and in a few moments the heights were won from the top of the pass cyrus and his staff looked down and saw below them the chaldean villages with fugitives pouring from the nearest houses soon the rest of the army came up and cyrus ordered them all to take the morning meal and he had ascertained that the lookout was really in a strong position and well supplied with water he set about fortifying a post without more ado and he bade tigranes send to his father and bid him come at once with all the carpenters and stonemasons he could fetch and while a messenger went off to the king cyrus did all he could with what he had at hand meanwhile they brought up the prisoners all of them bound in chains and some wounded but cyrus when he saw their plight ordered the chains to be struck off and he sent for surgeons to dress their wounds and then he told them that he came neither to destroy them nor to war against them but to make peace between them and the armenians i know he said before your pass was taken you did not wish for peace your own land was in safety, and you could harry the Armenians. But you can see for yourselves how things stand today. Accordingly, I will let you all go back to your homes in freedom, and I will allow you and your fellows to take counsel together and choose whether you will have us for your enemies or your friends. If you decide on war, you had better not come here again without your weapons. But if you choose peace, come unarmed and welcome. It shall be my care to see all is well with you, if you are my friends. And when the Chaldeans heard that, they poured out praises and thanks, and then they turned homewards and departed. Meanwhile the king, receiving the call of Cyrus, and hearing the busyness that was at hand, had gathered his workmen together, and took what he thought necessary, and came with all speed. And when he caught sight of Cyrus, he cried, Ah, my lord, blind mortals that we are, how little can we see of the future, and how much we take in hand to do? I set myself to win freedom, and I made myself a slave. And now, when we were captured and said to ourselves that we were utterly undone, suddenly we find safety we never had before. Those who troubled us are taken now, even as I would have them. Be well assured, Cyrus, he added, that I would have paid the sum you had from me over and over again, simply to dislodge the Chaldeans from these heights. The things of worth you promised me when you took the money have been paid in full already, and we discover that we are not your creditors, but deep in your debt for many kindnesses, and we shall be ashamed not to return them, or we should be base indeed. For try as we may, we shall never be able to requite in full so great a benefactor such thanks the armenian gave then the chaldeans came back begging to cyrus to make peace with them and cyrus asked them am i right in thinking you desire peace today because you believe it would be safer for you than war now that we hold these heights and the chaldeans said so it was well and good said he and what if other benefits were gained by peace we should be all the better pleased said they is there any other reason he asked for your present poverty except for your lack of fertile soil they said that there was none well then cyrus went on would you be willing to pay the same dues as the armenians if you were allowed to cultivate as much of their land as you desired and the chaldeans said they would if only they could rely on being fairly treated now said cyrus turning to the armenian king would you like that land of yours which is now lying idle to be tilled and made productive supposing the workers paid you the customary dues i would indeed said the king so much so that i am ready to pay a large sum for it it would mean a great increase to my revenue and you chaldeans said cyrus with your splendid mountains would you let the armenians use them for pasture if the grazers paid you what was fair surely yes said the chaldeans it would mean much profit and no pains son of armenia said cyrus would you take this land for grazing if by paying a small sum to the chaldeans you got a far greater return yourself right willingly said he if i thought my flocks could feed in safety and would they be safe enough suggested cyrus if the pass were held for you to which the king agreed but the chaldeans cried heaven help us we could not till our own fields in safety not to speak of theirs if the Armenians held the pass. True, answered Cyrus, but how would it be if the pass were held for you? Ah, then, said they, all would be well enough. Heaven help us, cried their minion in his turn. All might be well enough for them, but it would be ill for us if these neighbors of ours recovered the post, especially now that it is fortified. Then Cyrus said, See, then, this is what I will do. I will hand over the pass to neither of you, we persians will guard it ourselves and if either of you injure the other we will step in and side with the sufferers then both parties applauded the decision and said that only thus could they establish a lasting peace and on these terms they exchanged pledges and a covenant was made that both nations alike were to be free and independent but with common rights of marriage and tillage and pasturage and help in time of war if either were attacked thus the matter was concluded and to this day the treaty holds between the chaldeans and armenia peace was no sooner made than both parties began building what they now considered their common fortress working side by side and bringing up all that was needed and when evening fell cyrus summoned them all as fellow-guests to his board saying that they were friends already at the supper as they sat together one of the chaldeans said to cyrus that the mass of his nation would feel they had received all they could desire but there are men among us he added who live as freebooters they do not know to labour in the field and they could not learn accustomed as they are from youth to get their livelihood either by plundering for themselves or serving as mercenaries often under the king of india for he is a man of much wealth but sometimes under astyages. Then Cyrus said, Why should they not take service with me? I undertake to give them at least as much as they ever got elsewhere. The Chaldeans readily agreed with him, and prophesied that they would have many volunteers. So this matter was settled, to the mind of all, but Cyrus, on hearing that the Chaldeans were in the habit of going to India, remembered how Indian ambassadors had come to the Medes to spy out their affairs and how they had gone on to their enemies doubtless to do the same there and he had felt a wish that they should hear something of what they had achieved himself so he said to the company son of armenia and men of the chaldeans i have something to ask you tell me if i were to send ambassadors to india would you send some of your own folk with them to show them the way and support them in gaining for us all that i desire I still need more money if I am to pay all the wages, as I wish, in full, and give them rewards and make presents to such of my soldiers as deserve them. It is for such things that I need all the money I can get, for I believe them to be essential. It would be pleasanter for me not to draw on you, because I look on you already as my friends. But I should be glad to take from the Indian as much as he will give me, my messenger, the one for whom i ask guides and coadjutors will go to the king and say son of india my master has sent me to you bidding me say that he has need of more money he is expecting another army from persia and indeed i do expect one cyrus added then my messenger will proceed if you can send my master all that you have at hand he will do his best if god grant him success that you should feel your kindness has not been ill-advised. That is what my emissary will say, and you must give such instructions to yours as you think fit yourselves. If I get money from the king, I shall have abundance at my disposal. If I fail, at least we shall owe him no gratitude, and as far as he is concerned, we may look to our own interests alone." So Cyrus spoke, convinced that the ambassadors from Armenia and Chaldea, would speak of him as he desired all men might do and then as the hour was come they broke up the meeting and took their rest End of section 12